0: Hello, welcome to episode 31 of the Embers podcast. I am speaking to you from lockdown. My name is Charlie Wood, and I'm going to be telling the story today of Pansexual Pandora's Box, accompanied by the wonderful Josh Middleton. I hope you enjoy. Pansexual Pandora's Box. Back in the old times, everything was a lot more queer. That's why they call it the gay old times. Gender neutral toilets were the only kind of toilet, gay marriage was just called marriage, and the news would end with an arts and culture update instead of sport. Far from being traumatically rejected, when a person came out as gay, it was a non-issue, and when a person of any age revealed they were trans, they had a big party for everyone to be introduced to their new name and pronouns. Things weren't perfect, but they were close enough as disco music blasted joyfully from every radio station, and butch women were allowed on TV. There were straight people, but only about 10% of the population, trans people held many major government positions, and breeding was mostly left to the bisexuals. There was little bigotry because everyone enjoyed being part of a world where you could live authentically and publicly. Difference was loved and supported, unless that difference was expressed with three-quarter length khaki shorts, in which case it was shunned completely. One member of this peaceful society was a young trans woman called Pandora. The Pan stood for pansexual, the Dora stood for nothing. She was vibrant and charming and loved herself as she had no reason not to. One thing troubled Pandora, however, a peculiar thing that had been troubling her for a very long time. Late one evening, back when she was very young, a mysterious stranger had come knocking. Her two dads, Adam and Steve, had welcomed him in, of course. They were fabulous at hosting dinner parties and never turned away a guest. They wined and dined with the stranger late into the night. Steve made a warm salad. Time came, the stranger had to depart, but he insisted that as a thank-you gift for their hospitality, he would leave them with a medium-sized, ornately carved box with two large gold fastenings keeping it shut tight. Oh, this is just... "'Darling!' exclaimed Adam. "'An absolute treasure!' exclaimed Steve, who was Scottish, apparently. The stranger warned them that while it was stylish, dinky, and went tremendously well with all the soft furnishings, it must never be opened. The pair thought this was odd, but they were so pleased to accept the gift that they didn't press him for answers and set it up as a little coffee table in the living room. Pandora had seen all of this and remembered every word." She was much more naturally curious than her dad's and would often ask them if she could peek inside. They would always refuse her, saying that you should never look a gift horse in the mouth or a gift box in the... box. She would sigh and try and do what she was told and forget about it. She never did, though, and as she grew older she could feel an ever-stronger pull towards the mystery box. By age 15, she could barely sit in the living room without getting jittery. By 17, she could have sworn she heard voices whispering to her from inside it, begging her to throw it open. By 19, she couldn't think about anything else, and by 20, she had had enough. One evening, when Adam and Steve were out, she hauled the box into the garden to bury it. Dirt streaked her face and she was panting heavily as she finally finished digging a hole big enough to contain the blasted container. She moved round the side to push it in. When transporting it, she was surprised at how heavy it was, and she knew that it would take a good shove to topple it. But, for some reason, with all the strength in her body, she couldn't budge the thing anymore. It was somehow heavier than it was when she'd hauled it out. She tried to kick it, but her foot bounced painfully off the metal side. Strangely though, as her foot made its useless impact, she was certain she heard a voice, so close it could have been in her mind, saying, "No." Pandora had always said she felt like there were voices coming from inside the box, but she'd always meant that much more as a metaphorical thing. But now there was no doubt in her mind that something or someone had spoken to her. She leaned her head down and listened to its decorated walls. Sure enough, a voice was coming from inside. Please! came a little voice. Please let us out! We've been trapped in here for so long! Help! Help! This changed everything. She hadn't known something was trapped in there. How could she possibly bury it now? How could she leave it locked? This wasn't about her curiosity anymore. Pandora was a caring person and a sudden urgent sympathy for the unseen prisoners completely overruled anything left telling her to leave the box closed. Giddily and with shaking fingers, she unbuckled the latches at each corner of the lid. A final flicker of doubt fluttered fleetingly before her, but she barely had time to register it as the newly free fastenings flew open with such a fast force, her feet failed and it flung her furiously backwards she fell flailing and flipping and it fucking hurt a greater discomfort was rising in her though she was so sure she had been doing the right thing just seconds ago but a weird coldness had descended the instant she threw off the lid she sat up and saw the open box on the ground ahead of her nothing seemed to have happened it just sat there lit by the patio lights in the now dark evening the stillness scared her She heard a scuffling, very softly, but it made her jump. She tried to get to her feet, suddenly thinking that if she could just close the box now, then she could put it back in the living room and no one would be any the wiser and it could all be over. But before she could stand, she saw two tiny hands grasp the rim of the box. She froze. The two hands, with some effort, hauled up a strange little body. It had stubby horns and short wings, very tiny eyes and ears, and an extremely large mouth. Who are you? The thing demanded. Um, I'm Pandora, Pandora replied. Pandora? I've never heard a name like that before, it sounds stupid. Oh, um, sorry, she replied, not really understanding what was happening. Who are you? My name is Ignorance. A much better name, a great name, the best name. What the fuck is that? It yelled, pointing at a small herb garden. It's a small herb garden, said Pandora. Oh, well it's stupid too, and ugly, said Ignorance. Hey, my dad's very proud of that, she began to retort. But before she could finish, Ignorance had taken to the air with labored flaps of his short wings and flown out into the queer paradise beyond. Oh shit, thought Pandora. Another pair of hands was clinging to the side of the box now and hoiking another lumpy body out into the night air. This one was a squat creature with a smug, pallid face. It sneered at her. My name is Exclusion, it drawled. And before you tell me, no, I don't want to know your name and I don't give a shit about your pronouns, so don't waste your breath. "'Can you please just point me in the direction of your nearest playground or TV station?' "'Of course not,' said the shocked Pandora. "'No trouble. I'll find my own way.'" An exclusion disappeared as well into the night. The next to leave the box startled her. Not because it was ugly, quite the opposite. A tall, handsome young man stepped out of the box. He wore stylish clothes and had a very modern haircut. "'Hey, Queen,' he said. "'Uh, hi.'" How did you even fit in there? Oh, I'm great at fitting in boxes, he grinned. But why are you in the box? So far it seems to be full of thinly veiled metaphors. I, I mean, terrible, ugly creatures. You look like any of the twinks I see on a daily basis. Oh honey, my name is Rainbow Capitalism and I'm way uglier than those other things, he laughed, sipping on a Pepsi that was turned so Pandora could clearly see the logo. See you at the next Pride Parade, he said. I'll be all over it, and he winked as he flew away next stepped out another full-grown man he had brown skin a tousled black beard and a long dirt stained robe his eyes looked confused but kind pandora was unsure what she was looking at this guy certainly didn't look like a demon hello he said nervously do you know what's happening my name's jesus and i don't think i'm in the right A loud screech of laughter cut him off as suddenly another man jumped out of the box and threw a sack over Jesus' head. The second man was white, slim, and had a brown beard that looked oddly like it had been shampooed and straightened. "Ree!" It's me! People's idea of Jesus! He screeched as he wrestled actual Jesus to the floor. I'm a bastardization of the teachings of a real Jesus that people use to prop up their latent conservatism! He cackled and flew away into the night, the real Jesus struggling and flailing over his shoulder. Pandora was finding this nightmare very overwhelming and a little bit preachy and poorly structured, but there was still more to come. (laughs) Next out of the box was a demon dressed in purple, green, and white. Its face looked brave and proud, had on a little shirt that said the future is female. Feminism, exclaimed Pandora. What are you doing in there? Oh, I'm not feminism, it replied, chuckling and pulling off its brave-looking face to reveal a hideous face of rage underneath. I'm trans-exclusionary feminism. But isn't feminism supposed to fight for anyone mistreated by society on the basis of gender? sobbed Pandora. Yes, but I'm actually a hate movement barely hiding behind a series of supposed feminist platitudes you sound awful said pandora i am and i also write loads of sitcoms it bellowed as it flew away into the night many more demons poured out of the box each more unpleasant than the last out came toxic masculinity flexing his bulging muscles and grunting he was followed by compulsory heterosexuality who didn't understand why she was a problem A bright pink mass of ribbons and trinkets declared itself to be gender roles. It tossed Pandora a free packet of four women biro pens. A sweating, ham-faced man emerged. His name was Piers Morgan. He wasn't a metaphor, he was just Piers Morgan. And he shouted at Pandora about how she wouldn't let him speak. Intolerance came out next, promising not only to marginalise queer people, but even turn minorities against each other and fracture solidarity. Violence, disease, misunderstanding, fear and misinformation and all flew out, shrieking into the night. But all of these demons seemed to not only be escaping to cause mayhem in the queer paradise, they also seemed to be fleeing from something. The garden rumbled and the sky filled with clouds as three final massive creatures stepped out of the box, one by one, cracking their necks and stretching their long arms and terribly sharpened fingers. The first looked at Pandora and scoffed. Pathetic, it said, regarding her with distaste. Who are you? said Pandora. I am misogyny. Many of these demons are my children. I would crush you personally right now if I didn't have to go and embed myself into every conceivable part of society. The second had eyes continually exploding with vicious fire. I am hatred! Son of ignorance and fear! Your dress and identity disgust me! It screamed and departed. "'I'll ignore him,' said the final looming figure. "'He's always a bit crabby.' "'And you are?' said Pandora, "'who was feeling pretty faint at this point. "'Oh me, I'm your new best friend. "'I'm gonna crawl right inside your soul.' "'Really? "'Are you like the good one at the end?' said Pandora. "'Nope, my name is Shame, "'and I'm gonna eat you alive, sister,' it said, winking. "'Shame laid a quick kiss on her cheek "'and disappeared into the wind.' Pandora went to wipe the kiss away, but as she brought her hand to her face, she suddenly thought how ugly it looked. How oversized and poorly shaped. And as she touched her cheek, she felt tiny pinpricks of burgeoning hair and shuddered with disgust. Shame chuckled somewhere in the distance. Pandora was reeling with what had just happened. She staggered over to the box and put the lid back in place. She sighed at how useless this gesture was. The damage was done. She fell to her knees and sunk backwards, leaning on the box with her head in her hands. What the fuck had she done? What the fuck was gonna happen now? What the fuck in general? A small tapping interrupted her misery. It was coming from the box. Not more of them, please, she thought. Surely this story, I mean, personal nightmare can't have any more characters. Hey, Pandora. I know you've had a rough night and everything is super terrible right now, but you're gonna want to let me out. I can help, I promise," a voice said from inside the box. No, said Pandora, it's another trick, I know it is. Don't you want to know who I am? The voice spoke with such confidence and tenacity that she did kind of want to know, but she was still convinced it was lying. No, I don't want to know who you are, I've had it with who's, this night has been full of who's and I won't get fooled again. Well, I'm going to tell you about myself anyway, said the voice, ignoring her self-pity completely. I am... wise. I am strong. I am... Creative. I'm funny as fuck. I have style, I have wit, I have energy, and I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I'm a dark-skinned, brick-throwing drag queen. I'm a defiant dyke, and I'm dancing in handcuffs. I'm the trans woman telling the cops to excuse her beauty while they shove her into a car, and I'm holding signs telling you to support the miners and support the migrants. I am disco and solidarity and perfectly applied eyeliner. I am silliness and endless resilience. I am a black gay man inventing rock and roll. I'm the secret underground meetings and the shout of a battle cry. I'm the leather daddies and dykes on bikes, the true trans soul rebels and the blessed by pandas. I'm the pride parade in Uganda and the memory of those lost. I'm the ten-year-old boy stealing mascara from boots. I am humour and I am rage, shaved and unshaven. I am tears, I am dressed to kill and I'm the greatest show on earth. Well, wow, admitted Pandora, that's quite the CV. I'm pretty proud of it, said the voice. With trembling hands and a desperate hope, Pandora undid the latches again and before she could even open the lid, queer power burst out into the world in an explosion of a million colours. It whooped with triumphant laughter as it rocketed into the sky, split into a thousand pieces and shot in every direction, travelling to stand defiantly in the face of every demon who came before it. One piece landed in Pandora's lap and she hugged it tight. Shame was still there as was fear and hatred and many of the earlier beasts, but queer power burned bright and hot in her hands and reminded her that she was not weak, she was not wrong, and she was not alone. Equally valid, equally beautiful, and equally justified. And so there you have it, Pansexual Pandora's Box. A strange tale, but one that is entirely and completely true. One detail eludes us, though, as I'm sure you, dear listeners, are concerned as to the identity of the mysterious stranger who left the box with Pandora and her dads to begin with. Who would carry all these demons and give anybody the impossible task of denying their curiosity and compassion? Well, I'm afraid we have little time and metaphors only stretch so far, but consider this. Perhaps it is anyone. All these demons are very present and lurking people everywhere, including all of us. Perhaps it is some politician or religious leader. Perhaps it's a man who lives on your street. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's the guy who whispered to his friends and laughed when he saw you on the bus. Who's to say? But I can say one thing for certain. That peculiar, mysterious stranger, whoever he may be, wherever he may be, definitely Voted Conservative.